0: Shabbat Shalom everybody, our favorite day of the week, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom our Supernatural Shalom. Friday podcast, Pastor Tim Carson here, Shreveport Christian Center, so glad you're with us and today I just felt led to play a word by Cindy Jacobs, a prophetic word for 2024, I think it's one of the most powerful ones I've heard in a while, so I want you to listen in, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Blessings to each and every one of you today. Here it is Friday, our Shabbat Shalom podcast. A word from Cindy Jacobs for 2024. I'm just going to play it. You judge it. I think there's a lot of weight to it. We need to adhere to some of these things the Lord is saying in this hour.
1: So I want to speak to you on secrets of increase. Because the Lord has said multiplication. The Lord has said he's opening doors of blessing. And yes, I mean, we could talk about a lot of things. Some of you may know I chair the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. We have been meeting for 22 years. And uh, we first met in, in uh, uh, Colorado Springs, around right before Y2K. Anybody remember that far ago? You know, everybody was worried the world was going to fall apart. And uh, so, you know, when we met this year, we have that meeting of about 50, and then we have another Global Prophetic Council that we've invited uh, Jonah Kelly to come. And we have, and Troy Brewer is part of that as well. But that's, we have about 100 prophets that come. We've invited them for 50 nations. It's very unique. And uh, so the Lord talked to us a lot about this multiplication increase. But, of course, we could, we could talk about, the Lord told us in November about war, you know, potential war. The Lord spoke to us, uh, probably almost ten years ago now, through our prophet Rick Writings, uh, who's on the council from Jerusalem, he has a twenty-four hour house of prayer um, right on the old walls of Jerusalem. There are overlooking them, and the Lord had given him a word that that Satan was going to try to use a regional war to start World War III somewhere in the world. And so we began to look for this and pray. We, we you know, intercede together. Uh, it was the Arab Spring, you know, and we all prayed. Because that could have escalated, right? And then we had the Syrian conflict that could have escalated. Just a lot of things. And now we have Ukraine and Russia, which I have been sending prophecies to Ukraine. I've preached in Ukraine. Uh, have some amount of favor there. Also Russia. We were in television in Russia for many, many years out of Kazakhstan. And um, so, you know, talking about that it must be a regional time of intercession, and uh, they'll do it, they'll do it there. So we want to, and the reason Rick said, Rick writing said, that we need to stop the world war is he said around the turn of 1900s, some of you may know, I don't know if you know about the student-led volunteer movement, anybody heard of that? Well, that was a move of God around the turn of the century then, and 20,000 of our youth from our universities went to the mission field. It was a great move of God. What shut it down was World War I. And so we, you know, Rick came with the world, the, the word that Satan was going to try to stop World War Three to stop this great harvest we're having. And we're in harvest. We're in a great move of God. I just Mike and I just came from Phoenix. And there's a university there called Arizona Christian University, and those kids are, you know, getting blasted, getting filled with the Spirit, they're praying, worshiping like 24 hours, and and I, I mean, they're Baptists. They this, they don't know what this is when you're falling on the floor, laughing and crying and shaking uncontrollably, you know. I mean, they're in the halls, and it's just, it's like an, you know, an amazing move of God there on that university campus, and the president, the whole campus is based on the seven mountains. They're going to bring reformers in all seven mountains, and that's a whole university. This is new wine, guys, this is new. So, you know, we saw persecutions coming, uh, we've known, you know, you may have known uh, our Global Prophetic Summit we do every November. We had one of our Canadians speak, and, uh, one of her friends had just been arrested in Canada because he let people sing in church. Uh, uh, there was a few people that came and sang without a mask. And so they arrested him and put him in solitary confinement for 21 days for that. So he decided he'd meet outside and they, they arrested him again <laughs> because they were in the snow meeting outside. And, uh, then five other pastors have now gone to jail. So, you know, this all happened before this big truckers convoy. So I can't believe that they're separated. I think God stirred up those truckers, you know, and he said, look, okay, I know how to put things to a screeching halt in a nation. And 85% of the truckers are vaccinated. We just, on our Prophetic Dateline show, we do it on our Facebook uh, uh, Cindy Jacobs holding for your Facebook, but we just interviewed, it'll air tomorrow afternoon, we interviewed two of the top leaders, Stacey Campbell and Fatin Grzeski. She's the head of the Canadian Prophets Council, and uh, uh, it's her good friend, the pastor, that was arrested, and I prophesied 20, some 20 years ago on Miracle Channel in Canada that they would start arresting pastors in Canada. And there's also something they have going on right now uh, where uh, they have, um, um, you know, just where pastors can go to jail essentially because of things they've decided if they preach Romans 1. That, that, you know, that it is against God's laws for a man to have sex with a man or a woman with a woman. And so I prophesied. that I remember it because There was a threat. If I went on the air that night, they were going to assassinate me. So, you know, that kind of burns in your heart, right? So, anyway, so we have those things. But tonight, I want to share just a few moments about the good side, you know. um, You can't just prophesy from the second heavens what the bad stuff is. You have to prophesy from the third heavens God's solutions to it. Okay, all right. There are bad things, but God, right? So, what's God saying to his people? So, uh, First Chronicles 4, 9, and 10 is something called the Prayer of Jabez. Anybody know about the Prayer of Jabez? I pray this prayer every single day. And God has just given me favor. I've been on the cover of Charisma Magazine seven times, other magazines, uh, you know... Um, Met with all kinds of presidents in the past few months. We met with the president of Brazil. We met the president of Guatemala. You know, I I do a lot of Zooms. I mean, what I do behind the scenes is important as what I do uh, publicly. And so, anyway, and I believe it's part of it that I pray the prayer of Jabez. Now, let's read it. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, listen to this part. And his mother called his name Jabez because I bore him in pain. Okay, so evidently Jabez was not a good name to have. All right, imagine people coming, you're walking up to them and they go, Ah, Jabez, what'd that mean? You are a pain. Yeah, we think Jabez is a good thing, but let's put this in context in the B I B L E, okay? Jabez was not a good thing. But yet, Jabez's action did not keep him. In the name that his mother gave him, in the connotation of a bad thing, he didn't stay there. Now let's go and read some more. And Jabez called on the name of God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. You know this. And enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil. What do you say? That I may not cause pain. What's he saying? I don't want to be a pain. I don't want to be a loser. Nobody wants to be a loser. Uh, Are you even alive? Some of you look like dead lizards. Nobody wants to be a loser, right? We don't want to cause pain. At the end of our life, we want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You know? None of us want to go to heaven and Jesus say, man, you could have done this, you could have done this, you almost did this, but no, you were still a pain. Okay? No, no. It doesn't matter what your mama or your daddy said about you. What does God say about you? Amen? You know, because... He has plans for you. I read this in the Bible. For good and not for evil, right? To give you an expected end. You know, I remember uh, reading something Dutch Sheets wrote one time. And he said that scripture could mean, where it says God has plans for you, is that God has dreams for you. Do you know God dreams for you? Where do you think you get those dreams? Every good and every perfect comes from. Right, okay. So you're having a really good dream. So God is trying to talk to you in a night vision because he has dreams for you. You know, one time I interviewed this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Nikki Cruz. Mike and I were interviewing him for our television show. Nikki Cruz is a Puerto Rican with a very thick accent. So you think this guy, listen, you can't even understand some of the things this guy says. Obviously, he's going to be a loser, right? No, Nikki Cruz started out preaching to the gang members. He was just a mess. If you read his book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and in the end, at the time we interviewed him, he led more than a million people to the Lord. So, maybe you don't have a good speaking voice, or maybe you have an accent. Oh, by the way, God loves accents. Can I say that? You know, I have an American accent. They don't make fun of me when I go to Mexico. They still love me anyway. Okay. And all the Latinos say, Amen, Cindy. Okay. All right, there. All right. And so, God wants to move us beyond what we can imagine. And the final bit of this passage says, and the Lord granted his request. But you know what? I'm going to tell you a little secret. He had to ask. He had to ask. You know, sometimes you say, well, God, why do you do all these things for me? Because you're not asking. You know, when I first started praying this prayer, and, and, and so the, what does the scripture say? Oh, God, that you would bless me. I thought, I don't think I could just say that overtly. You know, because we say, don't be the bless me club. You know, maybe your generation never heard this. But in my generation, we were to be humble. You know, so we weren't running around to say, oh, bless me, bless me. We're supposed to bless other people. But that's exactly what Jabez the pain guy said. And so the Lord essentially said to me, get over it, Cindy. Okay, just get over yourself. Just pray that Bible verse. It's in the B I B L E. Anybody grow up Baptist? You know that song? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, book for me. I stand upon the word of God. Come on. Thank you, Tortilla. Okay. All right. So let's get back to the Word of God. All right. So number one. We're going to dissect this a little bit. Prophets, it's hard for me to teach. You know, prophets aren't a one, two, three, four. We're one, 57, 33. I mean, we're not linear. Mike is a teacher. You know, he's going to get up there and he's going to unpack it. But I'm going to try to do that because I at least have a number one. <laughs> he asked God to bless him. Perhaps he was remembering. I wrote Genesis twenty-two seventeen. 17. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemy. That's the name of my first book. In fact, I was writing the last chapter, and I didn't know what to call it, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you will call it possessing the gates of the enemy. And and my mentor, Peter Wagner, said, oh, you can't choose the name of your book. The publishers do that. I said, well, God told me. So I called the publisher and said, well, God told me. So you know what it's called. All right. So blessing, I will bless you. And then, so I just said, okay, I read this in Jabez, where Jabez said, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now I'm reading this in Genesis, where another man of God said, ask God for blessing, and God said to him, blessing, I will bless you. So what's wrong with asking God to bless you? Can you say, say, bless me, God. Bless Bless my family. Bless my my possessions. possessions. Thank you, God. God. Now say this, I will be blessed. blessed. And I'm going to bless a lot of other people. for salvation of everybody on the plane because maybe nobody prayed for them yet. You know, so I'm like that. So, you know, uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I pray that when I die, that God would have allowed me to make a mark in the earth, that the next generation would say, Cindy Jacobs did it. I can do it. If she did it, in spite of all the persecution, I mean, listen, when I started preaching, I didn't know one woman preacher. Not not a one, you know? I mean, it was a scary thing to be a woman preacher in Weatherford, Texas. It was like if you would think the macho of machos multiplied 50 times, okay? That was Weatherford, Texas. And you know, so it was a hard thing. I remember my kids, you know, in the Baptist school they went to. Uh, I started praying for the sick, and my daughter came home and she was like five. minutes. she said, "My teacher tells me that you're a witch because you're praying for the sick." The Mama Bear and me wanted to rip her head off.
0: <laughs> I know she has a different style, but I do feel like Cindy was hearing from the Lord. I love the counsel of prophets getting many people to be a part of that. I pray this encourages you. We have prayer to pray that goes with everything we've said this week about our power of intercession. So let's pray, press into these words. Let's avoid a world war. Let's see Christ reign in every area. Lord, I bless everybody listening today. May they have a great weekend. Come back again next week. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom.